The Money Podcast with your hosts, Justin Harrison and David Bester. Money, 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 money. Let's talk about money. Welcome to another episode of The Money Podcast with myself, David Bester, and my co-host, Justin Harrison. In this episode, we will be discussing the money-saving hacks that you can use to put extra money back in your pocket starting today. Both Justin and I are massive advocates for saving money and figuring out how to reduce our expenses so that we have extra money to save and invest. And in this episode, we are going to share some of the money-saving hacks we have discovered over the last 20 years. So Justin, what is the easiest way to save money? What can people do today to start saving money right away? Is there any specific action that can help people start saving money? Absolutely. People need to start tracking everything they spend. If you if you don't track what you're spending, it's very hard to know where you're making the mistakes. So the very first thing people need to do is really start taking account of what they're spending. Keep the slips when you go out to shops. Start documenting it. When you swipe your credit card, go into your bank statement. Make sure that you are actually taking notes of every single little item that you're spending. And then what you want to do is you want to categorize those together and that will give you an idea of where the big categories are that you're overspending. So obviously the key thing you want to get to here is spending less and you won't know where to spend less unless you're tracking those specific areas. I agree and I actually find that it's easier if you set yourself a goal. For instance, you want to save X amount this month but then you need to figure out where you can cut expenses to save that amount. Okay, now let's get down to the actual hacks. What is the number one thing people could do to start saving money on right now? That's such a great question. I think what a lot of people don't realize about saving money is that there are things that we do every single day, habits that we have every single day of our lives that can actually save us money. So a couple of years back, I was looking at putting solar on our property to basically bring down the overall cost of electricity in our home, but also to safeguard against future costs. And when I started going through this process, I actually put together a spreadsheet and I was calculating what every single item in the house costs to run. I know that sounds a little bit extreme, but I wanted to know where was the energy consumption? Was the energy consumption from my fridges? Where was the money going? And the one thing I found was that there's actually a hidden place where we are all spending an absolute fortune and nobody's talking about this. The number one consumer of electricity in your house and potentially the biggest area you can save money on right now is not boiling your kettle. It's absolutely crazy, but when you sit down and work out what it costs to boil a kettle, and this is obviously an electric kettle, it accounts for about 30% of your overall electricity bill. Now, if you go and sit down and work out what your electricity bill is, let's say your electricity bill is a thousand bucks a month, that means you're going to be saving. 300 bucks a month, multiply that by 12, that's a lot of money that you can be saving straight away just by changing habits. So how do you change the habits? There's one of two things you can do. You can boil a kettle and you can take the water that you don't use and put it into a flask, right? That's the first option. The second option is you can go towards gas and you can actually start boiling your kettle over gas. This has been probably the single biggest and easiest area I've saved money. I call it the kettle hack. And when I actually explain to people in a currency value what it costs them to boil the kettle. It's actually shocking. So here in South Africa, it costs about 10 rand every time you boil your kettle. And to me, that's just absolutely mind-blowing. That's absolutely crazy. So you know when we had those power cuts a while ago, 
I got myself a power box and the one thing you can't put into a power box is a kettle because of the fact that it uses so much electricity. Exactly. It's got a huge draw. And so the other thing is any area in your home that requires heating of water. So your geyser is, is the next big thing. Take your geyser and you turn down the thermostat because this is something else that people don't realize. So if you've got your thermostat turned up all the way, let's say to 60 degrees, and you will normally shower at about 40, 42 degrees, what happens is you're actually mixing in cold water into the hot water to basically give you your desired temperature. But what you're actually doing is you're throwing money out the window. Why not just set your thermostat to 42 or 43 or 45 degrees at the temperature that you're comfortable showering at and mix in less cold water? That means that you're consuming less electricity and at the end of the day, you're spending less money. Yes, and the heating element doesn't use that much energy. I actually found that it's a lot easier to save on your electricity doing that than actually adding those meters where you turn off the geyser during the night or during the day and then turning it on again at night. Well, this is the problem. What people don't realize by switching things on and off the whole time, there's a maximum draw. I actually spent two and a half years documenting through a spreadsheet a maximum draws in our house. I was obsessive about calculating every single item in our house, what it draws, how much electricity it uses. And every time you switch on an element that is heating something, it has a huge draw and money just literally flows straight out of your electricity meter. So I would definitely say if you want to look for one way that you can save a huge amount of money right now, just go and look at where you're heating water, even things like your washing machine. Turn the temperature down on your washing machine. You'll be surprised how much money you save. We've actually managed to cut our electricity bill by 50% simply by changing habits. And that's an astronomical amount of money over a year. That's money that we've put towards savings, money that we've been able to invest, rather than simply just letting it flow out of the electricity meter. Well, I found the same thing with cooling. So now in the winter, my electricity is down by 50% because I'm not using the aircon, but in the winter, I'm actually using gas to heat up my home. 100%. So outside of the home and daily consumption habits, are there any hidden areas where we can save money by changing habits or doing something different? I think something that a lot of people don't think about when it comes to saving money is the small fees. You know, most people are looking for the big areas where they can save money. So they typically look at the expense and they go, what is the biggest expense I have? Can I cut that down? But what people are not looking at is the individual small little expenses that add up over time. And I've found an area that most people are overspending just on a crazy level is bank fees. If you go and sit down and you have a look at your at your bank statement and have a look at all the bank fees, and this is aside from just your monthly bank fee that you would pay your bank. I'm talking about the transaction fees. Small little habit changes can save you an absolute fortune. So an example is if your bank, for example, doesn't charge your transaction fee for withdrawing from their ATM, but if you go to another bank's ATM and you incur a fee, logic is that you should only withdraw from your own bank's ATM. That is one area you can save an astronomical amount of money. The other thing is making sure that debit orders don't bounce, making sure that when you're swiping your card that you're not incurring fees. A lot of the banks actually include a certain number of transactions that you can actually swipe for free. Otherwise, over that, you'll start paying. And so what you want to do is you want to make sure you're on a banking package that is very usable in terms of your lifestyle. If you've got a certain number of transactions that you're putting out every month, make sure that the banking package that you've got works within that. And then also just make sure you monitor your fees because I found a lot of people don't look at their bank statements. And what happens is over time, those fees build up. And if you take it over a year, it's an astronomical amount of money. Something else I've noticed in my own personal life is when it comes to food. So we do our groceries on a weekly basis and not a monthly basis. I found that 
when we do it per month or on a monthly basis, there's a lot of wastage because things get old, it rots, and you tend to throw it away. And I found that if you actually plan ahead and plan your week ahead, then you actually save a ton of money just on food alone. It's a great point. I mean, we used to shop monthly. It was something that was handed down to us from our parents, you know, buy in bulk and save. It's actually a very bad mindset. If you do exactly as you say, plan ahead in our family, we tend to plan seven to 10 meals ahead, days meals. And then what we will do then is we will basically put that together as a shopping list for the following week. And we have found that just by doing that, we've been able to reduce our grocery bill probably by in the region of 30 to 40%. So definitely what you're saying is buying in bulk is not always the way to save money. So when it comes to debt, are there any creative ideas on how to reduce the expenses of debt or possibly lowering the monthly repayments? So I think it's acceptable that most people are going to probably have debt. And the best thing you can do to make sure that you reduce your expenses is obviously to be a responsible consumer of debt. So make sure that you have a good credit score. Make sure that you make your payments on time. These two things will basically allow you to go back to whoever you have the debt with and negotiate lower repayments. Now is in fact a very good time to go and renegotiate your payment setups primarily because of what's happened with COVID. And a lot of companies are accepting that individual consumers are very cash strapped, are burdened financially, and therefore are in a position to have to negotiate better repayment terms. So what I would say is make sure you have a good credit score, make sure that uh, you're a responsible citizen in terms of the way you manage your debt, and then Go and negotiate. Go and negotiate all of the existing debt that you have. If you have extra cash lying around, see if you can settle the debt. If, for example, you owe 50000 and you've got 30000 in cash available, see if they'll accept that 30000 It doesn't do any harm to ask. Yes, you and I always have this saying in the company, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Absolutely. So I actually did this a year ago. I've got a few rental properties and I've got home loans on them. And I went to the bank. I told them, listen, yeah, I've got a great credit score. Things are going bad with the tenants because of COVID. And can you at least drop my interest rate? And you know what happened? They dropped my interest rate over all my home loans. And that's a massive amount of money saved. I mean, and this is the thing. All you have to do is ask. Yes, exactly. If you calculate that over 20 years, it's a ton of money saved. Now, how can we find more of these hidden expenses and hidden costs that we are saving on? Most normal people don't run around putting everything on a spreadsheet and obsessing about saving and maximizing their return on spend, right? So what I would say to people is, if you want to know where you're spending your money, the best place to look is on your bank statement. And most people do not look at their bank statement. Most people look at their bank balance. And this is a big mistake. What you want to do is at least once a week or once every two weeks, print out your bank statement, sit down and go through every single line item. You will be surprised how often you find charges that you're paying for subscription services you no longer use. Perhaps you are paying bank fees that you could avoid. Just by simply looking at your bank statement, you're going to find the areas where you can save money. And so this is something I highly encourage people to do. You know what? I actually realized we mentioned this on every single podcast, but that's how important it is. Make sure you record every single expense and make sure you budget properly and look at your bank statement every single week. I think the old adage out of sight, out of mind is exactly what happens when you don't look at your bank statement. 
Saving money on everyday expenses is the fastest way to accumulate savings. It is far easier to spend less on the things that you use every day than going out and earning extra income. So learning to reduce your expenses is a critical skill in the journey to financial freedom. If you want to be in control of your money situation, then you need to figure out how you can do more on the income that you have and how to get the most value out of your spend. In the next episode of the Money Podcast, we will be discussing how to become an investor and we will be sharing insights from our own personal investment journeys. This episode contains information about investing that you won't get from your broker or financial advisor and it's the kind of advice that could change your life. So make sure you check out the next episode. In the meantime, if you would like to connect with us directly, please visit our YouTube channel or Facebook page. You've been listening to The Money Podcast. To get access to our future episodes, please subscribe to our podcast via your podcast app. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel, Global Money Academy.